here's a message from Ken Lavica. Every once in a while, we need to humble ourselves. We need to tell ourselves, you know what? We've been steadfast for one thing, but we were wrong. We need to face the truth face-to-face, and it's a difficult thing to do. Soul-searching today on this radio show. Stone Lebanowitz, hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up. Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. All right, Stone, you and I spent an entire NFL season in 2022 into 2023 aligned us against the world us in support of our special Hawaiian the man with the left arm of God who has the fragile body and the porcelain skull but we were fighting for Tua fighting for him making sure that the world knew that this man is worth it and what did he do he put up numbers He put up numbers. He helped the Dolphins to be an AFC favorite. We thought for a while they were going to win the AFC East. And he got into the MVP conversation. He absolutely did, but I I sense a fracture coming. I sense a rift between us that's about to grow. I sense this rift will reach down to the depths of Hades because it feels like Aaron Rodgers is about to become a Jet, and I get the sense you're about to leave my... Hawaiian pineapple home and you're about to head to gang green and it makes me ill it makes me want to vomit it makes me feel as if I'm losing a brother Aaron Rodgers I think is going to be a New York Jet and I think you're going to be an insufferable POS next football season I am going to I mean Theo Theo I am I am literally my stomach is churning right now you had did you eat something this morning or is it stone? No, Jets no, this is all stone. This is all stone. The day that he gets signed to the Jets, of course, I'm gonna order a jersey. Uh, I'm gonna God. order some green shoes. I'm gonna purchase a few tickets. I honestly can't wait. I never really thought about it. Yeah, there will be a fracture in uh, your radio life partner relationship that we do have. Next football season is going to be awful. If you want to see Ken Levicka versus Stone Lebanowitz, mortal enemies, just keep an eye on what's happening now between the Rodgers and the Jets because they are, quote, talking. Mm, the talking cake. Oh, this is actually going to happen. It's time to face the truth. Ken Levick alive on a Tuesday here on ESPN 106.3 free ESPN app and on your smart speaker in the Anna John Levine Action and Attorney Studios downtown West Palm Beach. Phillips Point Towers right off of the hot and miserable intracoastal. Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights and for now Radio Life Partner running this catastrophe until 2 o'clock and in his Tuesday spot we welcome him back after yesterday on emergency TV duty from WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, Theo Dorsey. I am Ken Lavica. I am in a lobby slash business center uh, somewhere in Dallas uh, with AU basketball. All right. So let me read to you from Dan Graziano, ESPN. 
The New York Jets have had conversations with the Green Bay Packers and with quarterback Aaron Rodgers this week regarding a potential trade of the four-time MVP to the Jets, according to sources. The sources said some of those conversations were expected to take place Tuesday, today, but that it's unclear as of this morning whether they will result in a trade. Rodgers still has not made any announcements about what he intends to do this season. It's still possible he decides to retire or to stay in Green Bay, but if he still wants to play... And he and the Packers agree it's time for him to play somewhere else. The Jets appear to be a realistic option. This jives, then, with Rich Eisen of the NFL Network, who has his own radio show, the Rich Eisen Show, appropriately named, where yesterday he went through an extensive list of things he heard and talked to people about around the NFL at the NFL Combine, and one of those uh, issues that came up was that the Packers are hoping that Aaron Rodgers decides he wants out of Green Bay. It's got to that point, Theo, where, you know, when you're in a relationship with a girl and uh, the you've gotten past the honeymoon stage, right? And then you realize, oh, she's just not for me, but she's very sweet, and mm-hmm. she's a genuinely good person, and you don't want to be the one to, to break her heart. It's very hard to sit down and break up with somebody, to dump somebody. At least I had a lot of issues doing that. Um, the heartbreaker. So just, In the heartbreaker. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I hated doing that. Um, and, and you just are hoping that things become so stale that she decides that this isn't for her and you can uh, you can just uh, part ways that way that's what's happening with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers right now it, it, it seems like now that they're talking because this also means Theo that there's no tampering nobody's claiming tampering because it it is now obviously obviously clear that the Packers have given Aaron Rodgers the go-ahead, the permission to start talking with other teams, that they will deal him. If he's allowed to do this, they will deal him if the price is right. And I get the sense with Derek Carr off to the Saints, he got an indication something was happening, so that's why he chose New Orleans and him and the Jets never happen, that the Jets are going to make a big pull for this guy and they're going to get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I think that it's it's almost like that's their only option because we know they're not sticking – with what they've got in their locker room. And we don't know what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson today. So it seems like the only feasible option for Robert Sala and a team that wants to compete is Aaron Rodgers, which is a really weird box to be in. Can I ask who the boyfriend and who the girlfriend is in this scenario? <laughs> you, want, you want to put gender roles on these guys? Right, what's, what's that about? Yeah, what are the well, pronouns well, here? But Stone, Stone, what if it is a boyfriend and a boyfriend? Yeah. What if it's a girlfriend and a girlfriend? Never know. Uh, in I Ken Levick Alive, we keep an open mind, all fluidity. <laughs> um, but but here here's why is Theo laughing hyper- at that? Uh, I know I don't know why. Because so why funny, did you want to so know funny, what Stone gender they are? How does that help you decide? I wanted to know who was trying to let off the who's other in one what easy. role? Who was who's in what role? Okay, so yeah. who's in the breaking up role and who's getting broken yeah. up with? That's what yeah. you should have had. You you're like he and she. I think it's uh, obvious no. who's breaking up with who. Yeah, I, I think that the Packers want to break up yeah. with Aaron Rodgers. I and completely. They're waiting for Aaron Rodgers to say, hey, guys, I just I'm not feeling it anymore. How's, you think it's the other way around? I do. Right. Because we can't throw around the word hostage and then talk about the Packers breaking up with the one who's holding them hostage. So, right? so what Stone is referencing, Stone is referencing that I have repeatedly said that Aaron Rodgers the last three off seasons has held the Packers hostage. I'm sorry. I just wanted to clear that up. So so continue on with your, with your point, because you are on to something. Yeah, so, you know, well, in the case of this is all hypothetical right here, if I'm holding a girlfriend hostage. Okay. 
stage. Okay. I'm kind of the one who then holds the cards in this situation. So I mean, I'm just saying, and Alpha it's not me. Right well, it's not me, right? It's 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 this uh, hypothetical animated character. But yeah, I mean, he's the one who dictates. Hey, I gotta, you know, I gotta do something. I can't keep dating her. You know, I gotta go look for another partner. That's Aaron Rodgers here's, in this situation. But that's happened, actually, though. I mean, Stone, you're actually kind of right. Wait, about that, I Ken, hate to say. Ken, can I explain right, right yeah, quick yeah. what happened here? So, sure. yes, yes, the Packers have been held hostage by Aaron Rodgers. They've been in a situation where they've been the victims waiting on Aaron Rodgers' next move. Uh-huh. But this is the scene in the movie near the climax where the Packers do the little trick thing. They kick him on his shin. He grabs. He reaches over to grab his shin. They grab the gun from him, snatch it. Now they're the ones in control. They're taking control this offseason, mm. and they're like, we're done with you. We're getting out of this relationship. It's not healthy. It's toxic. My girlfriend's been telling me for years to get rid get rid of you, and we we are the girlfriend. Ken, you I, and I are the girlfriends who yep, for years. Yep, that's right. We're telling there. the Packers to get rid of Aaron Rodgers, and finally this offseason they've smartened Interesting. up. So also too, in an un- <laughs> unintended way, this analogy is turned from a very innocent. I don't want to break this girl's heart analogy <laughs> into a domestic violence situation. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's did not see hype. that coming. It's, it's it's just a bad analogy. That's all it is. No, it's just the cold hard truth of the situation. What? It's gotten ugly. It's so sloppy. They it's need help. Toxic. Both toxic. sides need help. Yeah, they're past the point of counseling. And so uh, Aaron Rodgers now is the Packers. I, I think what, no, 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 here's the better analogy. The Packers have started dropping subtle hints like, oh, you know, hey, nice. we're, both going, we're both going off to college and this is long distance. <laughs> so we're just mm. not sure if this is going to work. And then Aaron Rodgers will say, you know what? I need to focus on my right. career. Right, exactly. Meanwhile, he's already been talking on Tinder to somebody. And so all of a sudden he's seeing the open and he's like, you know what? You're right. I think we're both seeing eye to eye and so this is going to end up being a mutual separation i think that's a better analogy than shin kicking and firearms what are we john morant uh so (laughs) what a start for the boys here this guy we are rolling right now uh so i i have i have come to the inconvenient truth that Aaron Rodgers is going to be going to the AFC East, and he is going to be the starting quarterback for the Dolphins' bitter, annoying little brother rivals. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. The New York Jets. And it's not that I'm scared of Aaron Rodgers and him beating up on the Dolphins, because I think the Dolphins' offense can get into any sort of shootout that Aaron Rodgers presents, uh, that Nathaniel Hackett's going to try an X and O up there uh, at MetLife Stadium. What I am annoyed about, and the truth that I'm realizing, is that this is going to be the same type of freaking media circus that it was when Brett Favre went to the Jets, and everybody was throwing rose petals at the Jets and saying, oh, it's a new era. The Jets are finally relevant. And by the way, we can call Mike T today, so I can I can yell at him for that, uh, because he was the one responsible for that. Uh, so I'm already bitter towards Mike T today. Um, but it's the same thing when Tim Tebow got signed by the Jets. Oh, what can he do? What can he do? Can he revolutionize this Rex Ryan football team? And what was he? A punt protector the entire time. In fact, the, the most notable pass he threw in his time with the Jets went off of the back of the helmet of a teammate in the flat. Okay? And uh, now it's going to be the same exact thing. Oh, here are the Jets primed to make a run. Here comes Aaron Rodgers. But we know this story. We know how this story ends. It's a whole lot of hype. 
hype and not a whole lot of production, but it's going to be so annoying when you're getting nonstop coverage of the New York Jets in New Jersey. Aaron Rodgers speculation. Garrett Wilson, Priest Hall, that offensive line, they're going to be amazing. Um, and and it, we all know the story, though, and it's going to be even more sweet when the Dolphins sweep them mm. next year. Mm. But the annoying, over-the-top, just braggadocio that you're going to hear from Jets World and uh, all of those mouth breathers who root for that football team, it is going to be insufferable for the next 10 months or so. So it is the in- inconvenient sports truth today that I'm facing, that I'm admitting, that I'm staring square in the face, that I acknowledge. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a New York Jet, and it is going to be so annoying. Mm, 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 mm. And I got to agree with you. It will be annoying, but I, when you started listing off those names, Ken, I, I started kind of getting a little a little excited. I, I, I can't lie. I mean, um, Reese Hall, Garrett Wilson. I mean, Aaron Rodgers lining up with, the, with young guys, with young guys who are also semi-proven. With the New York Jets. Eli Moore. We have, did we, anybody mention Eli Moore who was like in bad graces with Zach Wilson? He'll be back. Like, wow. Whatever. Yeah, there's a lot going on. And I think Salah is also. Waddle, Tyreek Hill. A, a, a man who who's gonna has throw the ball? A, a man who's going to master jujitsu so he no longer falls on his head. Judo, not jujitsu. It's jujitsu. It's not judo. It's jujitsu. And I know that because I've seen Tua's annoying Twitter trainer correct people about what he's learning. <laughs> You know what's weird, though? For a while, everybody kept Stone. saying judo, and then jujitsu became the new thing, and I'm confused as to why judo was floated out there in the first place. Because judo well, is typically— What's the difference? So, I don't know. So from what I've seen now, these are just tweets, right? And, and we do have an expert, you know, in-house in Dean Thomas. Dean yeah, Thomas? we could just—is he doing it? But he's probably doing an, a Sirius XM radio show I mean, he right would now, still right? pick up the phone immediately. In but, the middle okay. of his show? I think judo has a lot to do with tossing. So a lot of oh, gotcha. gra- grappling and, and taking it. each other to Rolling, the ground. Rolling, stuff like that. When jiu-jitsu, there are a lot of strikes involved. Yes. Got it. I've that actually practiced Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and yes, it's a lot of ground. No, really? you haven't. Yeah, no, I have. No, yeah. I did. I did a class. <laughs> I did a class with Marcelo Cohen, who practices right there in Tequesta, Florida. So, yeah, Stone oh, Labanowitz, and it's on yeah. TV for proof. I thought you did uh, it in H-Town with Deshaun Watson. No, 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 no. No, hey. that was something different. Hey, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey. Okay, okay, hey, okay. Hey, yeah. those uh, documents are sealed. <laughs> um, so, so my inconvenient sports truth that I am, I am having, I'm being forced to acknowledge is that Aaron Rodgers is going to be the starting quarterback for the New York Jets in 2023. I think we're past the point of return. He is leaving the Packers. The Packers are going to trade him. The Jets are going to acquire him. He's going to reunite with Nathaniel Hackett. He is going to be the starting quarterback for the Jets. And forget for a moment that it does make them formidable. I'm not scared of him, as scared of him on the field, as I am scared for my sanity with the nonstop media coverage and the Mike Greenbergs who are going to be bragging about it and all the annoying Jets fans who are going to be buying their their Rodgers jerseys and in my face and bothering me and my family saying, oh, the Jets are favorites in the AFC East. Dolphins, Bills, we're coming for you. Going to the Super Bowl. It's so annoying when the Jets appear to be somewhat competent. And folks, this green wave of ridiculousness is coming. 
What's the inconvenient sports truth you finally have to acknowledge? Mine is Aaron Rodgers is indeed going to the Jets. All the signs are pointing to it. What's the inconvenient sports truth you finally have to acknowledge? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. What is the inconvenient sports truth you finally have to acknowledge? Theo, where's your head at here? It's time for the Miami Heat to blow it up. Ooh. I said it. I think Ooh. it's it's even it's, after a big win last night over it, the Hawks. It don't matter. It's past time for Miami to figure something new out. And, and and I only say this as a frustrated Heat fan who doesn't want to be as idiotic as I see even these New Orleans Saints fans were convincing themselves that Derek Carr is going to make them a oh, title that's so contender. Sad. That is so, so sad. Derek Carr, who, by the way, is going to be making Super Bowl caliber money for a team that's going to finish 9-8 uh, and eight and Sick. sneak into the playoffs. Sick. Derek Carr, Andy Dalton had better numbers, by the way, than uh, Derek Carr did last year. It, and, and- and Derek Carr had the best receiver in the NFL. I was just about to say, Andy Dalton and then Jameis Winston. I mean, are you sure yeah. that Derek Carr even wins that quarterback competition uh, in that I, locker room? Amen. What is Derek Carr has really good, like, people. Good right? PR. Like, like we, were, we were, Stone and I were talking about it yesterday, how Anthony Richardson, he has surrounded himself with a phenomenal agent and, uh, and crew around him who have, have absolutely pushed his narrative. And, and they told him, dude, you are going to go through the Olympics at the NFL Combine. You're going to show out. We are going to expose you. You're going to talk with ESPN. You're going to get TV time. Those people around Anthony Richardson, there should be a book written about them oh, yeah. for how great a propaganda they've put together. Derek Carr has that same team. I don't understand the allure of Derek Carr. I, I think he's a, a fine person, but man, does he have a very good PR company because he ain't the guy that he's made out to be. Yeah, the fact that everybody keeps pointing to the, the you know, 2016, he had an MVP candidacy going in 2016, like we haven't seen every right. year since 2016. Right. That's six years in a major injury well, ago. 2017, Carson, 2018. Carson Wentz had an MVP year. Like, come on. <laughs> right. Right. The, he got he's getting paid 37 whatever. I, this is not about Derek Carr. I'm sorry. Oh, gosh. No, I, I'm I understand. Sorry. But I see your point. This is about the Miami Heat and us coming to the realization looking ourselves in the mirror as Miami Heat fans, fans of the culture and recognizing that this team is not a contender. They're not even a fringe contender. They are a team that is only getting by by the seat of their pants, hustling, playing harder than people, winning on nights when teams rest five starters like this team when you look at it from the outside looking in, every time I listen to podcasts or talk shows, people throw the Miami Heat name in there as like a fringe contender, a you got to be afraid of them type team. Yeah, they're 35 and 31. They're seventh in the East right now. Two games back at the Brooklyn Nets. And might I ask, you know, Ken Stone, you guys mm-hmm. love the NBA. If Mikel Bridges got placed on this Miami Heat team, Mikel Bridges, who's like the leading scorer right now for mm-hmm. the Brooklyn Nets, who are in the sixth seed. Would he be like our number one option in a half court offense? Like, that's what it's looking like. He's not better than Jimmy. I he's just he's a volume not. scorer. He doesn't do all the things Jimmy does. I know it sounds good, but the way that that dude strokes it and the way that he gets it from any part of the court, like he's he's having almost like that James Harden esque breakout post Houston or post Oklahoma City when he went to Houston. I'm a I huge do. fan of how he strokes it and how you know they use him all over the. Are you court. talking about Mikael Bridges? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I was talking okay. about Mikael right. Bridges. There, all I right. think he would be the number one scoring option, right? You would throw doubles it, at Jimmy, and it would then be Mikael 
on some one-on-one isolation matchups. It That's might, how it would play out for these guys. It might be the Bridges show. And with Jimmy as our number one option, let me give, me, give you all some numbers right quick. Um, the Miami Heat, 24th in the league in assists. Here, here's points per game. The Miami Heat right now scoring 108.5 points per game. That sounds great, right? It does. Sounds solid. Uh, list some really bad teams in the NBA, and I'll let you know if the Miami Heat are above or below them in, in scoring. Any team. Throw out some names. Orlando Magic. Uh, below. Can you got uh, any? Let's go with the Rockets. Below. Detroit Pistons. Below. In fact, Ooh. I'll stop you right there. They're last in the NBA in scoring. <laughs> in 2023, the Miami Heat are 30th in the NBA. Dead effing last but in scoring. I would, I would argue that, uh, that, that that's not a Jimmy problem. It's and not that a, is a what's around him problem. The fact that Tyler Hero has largely had a bad season coming off of getting paid. Duncan Robinson's been an absolute no-show. Kyle Lowry is not only a no-show, he's MIA. Um, so I, I, I'm not saying that Jimmy – Jimmy, I think you need to consider trading him in the offseason and getting value for him. That is the way I feel. But also Jimmy Butler, when he's on the floor, the Heat are at the greatest plus on the stat sheet. Yes. Everybody, Every other combination is a minus. Jimmy's the only one who provides a plus on the stat sheet, but I I see what you're saying. It's not Uh, enough. It's not it, enough. It's not enough, but that's that's the Heat's fault for not putting around him what needs to be there. Because, I, I mean, the Heat had a chance at Mikael Bridges, too, and they didn't do it. They've had a chance at everybody, yeah. and they haven't done it, and so that's why they had to settle for Kevin Love and Cody Zeller. And that's the problem. And, and when, when, your team, when your team purports itself as a contender, and, and they try to act that way, they treat the regular season that way, they talk that way in post-game press conferences, when they act as if they're going to be there in May and June, and at the deadline you're making moves for Kevin Love, that's when we should have known. It, it took me until a few days ago to really lock in on the fact that, yeah, this Heat team is not doing anything in the playoffs. They might not even make it through the play-in. Well, you're late then. But beyond that, the fact that we went and got Kevin Love at the deadline, it just it, it kind of it, it draws all the hope away. This Miami Heat team needs to make some very drastic changes soon because Jimmy's only getting a year older now, next year. I want to be I want to be perfectly honest here. Uh, the Heat. This has been a miserable regular season. This team is largely unwatchable. That said, I'm still a Heat in five for all time. Okay, oh, I want to make yeah. sure that everybody understands that it's Heat in five, no matter what. Um, and what makes it feel worse, I think, not only are the Heat super frustrating to watch, but it's the fact that that hapless collection of dopes in New York mm. has won nine in a row, and now Jets fans and Knicks fans are the same person. They're the, they're the same Literally. person. It is these meatball Neanderthals who are now talking about the NBA Finals, and the Knicks are back! Um, you can't be this excited about a basketball team when you haven't won a best-of-seven playoff series this millennium. This millennium, mm-hmm. they, uh, they won one best-of-seven playoff series in the year 2000, and that's been it. So I'm sorry. You can't sit here and brag about the Knicks and say we're back and make fun of the Heat when Julius Randle's hitting a prayer over them to beat them late from beyond the arc when you have not won a best-of-seven playoff series since uh, we had Y2K. Okay? Idiots. <laughs> but it does make me feel badly worse about the Heat because they, the Knicks, this is another inconvenient sports truth that I'm having to acknowledge. I'll say it right now. Stone, make sure it's on tape. Make sure we record this so that we have it and we can look back and we can say, man, it was so sweet when the Knicks went out in the first round of the playoffs. But I am acknowledging right now the Knicks are really, really, really good. 
Oh, I'm, I'm debating on whether or not you're jinxing them, right? Like, you're just saying how good they are. You think I'm reverse jinxing? No, they're good. They're good. What I'm saying would be better if they were peaking uh, three weeks from now as opposed to now. That's all I'm saying, Heat and Five. I agree. It's just a tough... <sighs> It's a tough point to try to make when you turn on the television and you watch the Heat play and then you watch no, the Heat play. I know. Play. It's a different total, level. It's a different level right now. But I also was heartened to see the Heat battle the Knicks, a full-strength Knicks team, uh, after getting down big, having a terrible first half, and then coming back uh, five days ago and should have won that game if it wasn't for Julius Randle uh, cashing in one of his, uh, his, his favors to God and getting that three to go down. Um, but you're right. The way that the Knicks play, and then they showed it truly in that double overtime win over Boston, they just have a different gear. They're at a different level. They have different offensive weapons they can go to, whether it's Brunson, whether it's Randall, whether it's Quickly. Like, they have those guys that the Heat just don't have, right? I mean, 100%. I mean, no, Quickly is going to win the sixth man of the year, or at least he's the odds-on favorite as it stands right now. Yeah. And, yeah, if you're talking about that Knicks in that Boston Celtics games, right, they take him to double overtime. Had a big lead in that game, should have won that game. If the Celtics and the Heat were to play tonight, I mean, the Boston Celtics are favored by like eight and a half, nine points. Like the discretion oh. is just so much wider between these two teams right now that it's a little scary. But I think you're onto something when you're talking about them peaking right now versus peaking when the playoffs start. I think for the Knicks, the fans definitely know what that feels like and what that ultimately means for them. But I mean, Theo, you're not wrong. Like the Heat need an overhaul. There's too many bad contracts. There's too many guys making big money that don't do anything. Um, Jimmy, I think you build around him. I think he's an elite-level player. That said, I would not argue exploring a chance to trade and get value for Jimmy Butler. And that's the thing. I don't think Jimmy Butler is the problem. I think that the roster and the situation around him is definitely the problem, like you've outlined. And the problem is, again, there's not like you're not you're not trading Bam Adebayo. You can't no. really move Duncan Robinson Ugh. at that number with the production he gives you. You and just it, paid Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero, you just paid him, and, and, and he, it hasn't paid off. So it's like now you're locked into a situation where do we keep treading mediocrity like the New Orleans Saints are doing who are also in cap hell in the NFL and keep feeling like they need to just make the playoffs, just make the playoffs, and the fans will be at bay and happy. It feels like the Heat are going to be sludging into that territory for the next two years. If not – for blowing everything up. And it's a scary thought, but, I mean, do you want to be a contender or are you too afraid of being at the bottom of the league for a year and a half? You know, like, that's yeah. that's your option. Every time the Heat have dabbled with bottom of the league or missed the playoffs, they've come out better yeah. for it. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to, to hit that button again. What's the inconvenient sports truth you finally have to acknowledge? For me, it's that Aaron Rodgers is going to be the starting quarterback of the New York Jets. And hang on to your butts because this over-the-top media coverage is going to be insufferable. I'm not scared of him coming to the AFC East. Bring it. We have Vic Fangio down with the Dolphins. I ain't scared of nothing. Okay, but what I am scared of is my mental state, having to hear how great the Jets are going to be with Aaron Rodgers as the starting quarterback. Theo says the Heat just aren't that good, and it's time to move on. What's the inconvenient sports truth you finally have to acknowledge? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888 760 
888-900-3776. That's right. Eat that stone. Vic Fangio right in your face. Mm. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care is a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. What is the inconvenient sports truth you finally have to acknowledge? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. At KLV 106.3. Social media is open. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Oh, to the businessman and the well-dressed, successful businesswoman who are sharing this space in the lobby business center at this Dallas Doubletree with me that I just ran off. Sorry. They run away? They, 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 they have evacuated. And one of them in a very exasperated manner. But sorry, Daddy's got to talk. <laughs> oh, my God. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. I am in Dallas with FAU men's basketball. By the way, breaking news presented by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. Stone the Banowitz, listen up. Uh-oh. Your Conference USA Coach of the Year, Dusty May, FAU head basketball coach. He is the Coach of the Year on the Conference USA All-First Team. Elijah Nelly Davis, your sixth man of the year in Conference USA. Nelly Davis, FAU rolling. Let's go. I'm Florida Atlantic, the top seed in the Conference USA tournament, and every respectable bracket has them as a lock already into the NCAA tournament, regardless of what happens in the Conference USA tournament. Uh, you've been a, a part of a special ride, but I have to say, as somebody who's on the outside looking in, just from a consumer standpoint, watching these guys is fun. Like, this is a really good basketball team. They're going to be small you dogs. Think? They're going to be small dogs when it comes to March Madness against some team. And I think we're jumping all over that. Like, I love watching these guys play. And then there's this one voice I hear when I listen to FAU Radio Network. I mean, he's screaming. He's complaining. He's calling for fouls and everything. He makes it all the better. His name's Ken Levicka. But this FAU basketball wow. team right now is a problem, right? I love watching the Owls yep. right now. By the way, just for the record, for the record, and they're very nice people, the rest of the broadcasters in Conference USA, uh, but the Conference USA Broadcaster of the Year every year is yours truly. Just Come understand on. that. <laughs> Come on. Okay? Come on. Okay? Just understand it's this guy. I, I, Ken Levick is one of one. Just trust me on that. Goes without uh, saying. So, uh, that without saying. Now, uh, Stone, I wanted you to um, – I wanted you to repeat something you said during the commercial break about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and about your relationship with Aaron Rodgers. Could you, could you repeat what, what you told us, what you admitted to during the break when it comes to Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, he said, when I was growing up, I wanted Aaron Rodgers to be my dad. <laughs> I idolized Aaron Rodgers. I grew up idolizing Brett Favre. Obviously, hard to do that now. But Aaron Rodgers, I always yeah. saw him as a father figure. <laughs> and, and, and I do love my father dearly. He's actually listening right now. What but- about it? <laughs> 
Uh, no, no, there's no, there's no coming back from yeah, this yeah, now. Stone's late. father, just know that your son has always wanted you replaced. Just understand that. I hope uh, that you are listening right now and you took great offense to that because you should. It was completely out of line for your uh, <laughs> your youngest son to uh, to say. Um, now, Stone, what what exactly with Aaron Rodgers um, is fatherly? What has he done that would denote being fatherly? That would have you saying, "Ah, oh, hey, pops." I think that he uh, he just never takes no for an answer. Like oh, I, I, I see him as the guy. He's always had that fu mentality, and I think when it comes to playing sports, mm. especially at that level, like you know, this is something a father teaches his son. Like, don't ever take no for an answer. When anybody ever doubts you, how you to go prove how them to be wrong. a smug. Wait, wait, wait. Being fatherly is is being taught how to be a smug, insufferable pos. Sometimes, at times, yes. That's would, being fatherly. I think there's something there, and then you know, by the way he walks and the way he talks, when he used to have his long hair, it would kind of just flip it to the side, and he was always the three C's when he was answering questions on the podium and stuff. I just always loved his game. Always loved his game. Theo. Theo, you can tell Stone uh, has never thought about actually being a father. I was about to say these are <laughs> none of these things are like oh not my even goodness. he's never thought about it. This I, is what I look I, for I, in a father. That's just it's impressive what he's done with the younger uh, Packers players, right? He was a father figure to these guys, and I was like, wow, you know, I wish he was able to teach me how to run this route. Most and, of the Packers players hate him. Mm-hmm. You don't know that. <laughs> don't do that. I have a buddy that was receiver for I the mean, pa- not buddy, but acquaintance that hated him for a while. Mm, whatever. Well, that, you know, his do teammates tell. don't do like tell. Aaron Rodgers that much. <laughs> do tell, please. Aaron Rodgers is a jerk. You Name know names. that. Yeah, you know Aaron Rodgers um, is a jerk. I ain't going to put him no, out there Stone, like that. No, to Stone, <laughs> apparently to Stone, young Stone LeBanowitz, 24 years old, being a father means being taught how to be a jerk. That's fine. And, 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 but just so, just so Stone's dad knows, that, that was the standard in which Stone was judging you by as he was growing up, Stone's dad. So just understand, you again, after the show, you should call him and express your displeasure with how Stone views how you raised him. Yes. Okay? I think, okay? Sure. I just think, between, from one father to another, from one father to another, me, a father of two beautiful girls, and, and you, Stone Labanowitz's father, uh, a, a father, a, a loyal father who sacrificed for his two sons, this is what your son thinks about you. I, so so my, just be mad. My dad and Aaron Rodgers have a lot in, in, in common, Uh-oh. and I'm going to say in the, in the positive light, as you know, my dad's always yeah, taught boy. me. You know, he's always the in guy. The I know a guy that knows a guy. That's usually my dad, and and he usually you know gets what he wants. And he he doesn't talk to a lot of people. He sticks to himself, and he's just kind of that boss, that mafia don, similar to Aaron Rodgers. And I think I've picked that up from both of them, watching them throughout their professional careers. Gets- Has your father ever left the house for four days and told you and your brother, "Hey guys, I just need to go into a cave and think for a little bit"? You know, he might have. But at the time, I didn't know what was going on. So, you know, I can't answer that for sure. <laughs> went over your head? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just went yeah, out to get yeah. milk and cigarettes. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> and then he, well, at least he came back. That's yeah, a good story. That's right. Uh, Ken Levick <laughs> alive here on ESPN. What was it? Yeah, no harm done. Hey, no, you know what? Uh, so, that's why Stone uh, can get uh, recruited by Deion Sanders now. Because uh, his dad did come back after the milk and cigarettes. Two-parent household. To play oh, good call. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Two-parent two household. And you... 
You are qualified to be Deion Sanders' quarterback. That's excellent. Uh, so, so uh, by the way, today, if you're looking for something to do after the radio show, uh, after you're done with work, 605 first pitch, ballpark at the Palm Beaches, it's the world champion Astros, it's the Mets, and it's Jeanette Javier, in-game host for the Astros. Go see her, do her thing, go see the Astros and the Mets. Ballpark at the Palm Beaches, get your tickets. Ballparkpalmbeaches.com, ballparkpalmbeaches.com. The Ballpark at the Palm Beaches, again, ballparkpalmbeaches.com. Tomorrow night, exhibition between the Astros and Venezuela. As the Venezuelans are warming up for the World Baseball Classic, you've got Team Israel against the Nationals at the ballpark of the Palm Beaches Thursday, 6.05. So get out there, ballparkpalmbeaches.com, ballparkpalmbeaches.com, the palatial estate of spring training in West Palm Beach, in Palm Beach County. It's the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. What's the inconvenient sports truth you finally have to acknowledge? Mine is that Aaron Rodgers is going to be the Jets quarterback, and it is going to be insufferable, the media coverage. For Theo, it's that, A, it's time to start breaking up the heat. I agree with that completely. Mm. What is the inconvenient sports truth you finally have to acknowledge? 888-760-3776. Stone, what about you? The, The inconvenient sports truth you finally have to acknowledge i'll tell you the inconvenient sports truth about you that i finally acknowledge that you love aaron Rodgers more than your own father yeah okay so so on to <laughs> mine i you know no comment on that okay my inconvenient <laughs> sports truth is that my very own ken Levick alive family is not going to give the proper flowers to the los angeles lakers when they get into the playoffs i think for what i think for, for being what for being a dangerous team, because when they do make the playoffs, nobody wants uh. to see these guys. And we're going to talk about them, or honestly, we're not going to talk about them as if they're just a bunch of jokers on the court who aren't dangerous to anybody. But I think that's my inconvenient truth. I don't think that we're going to give them the proper light that they deserve come time. Because if they win tonight, uh. they're a nine seed. <laughs> and, and like I said, this is not a team you want to see right now. If we can match up with the Nuggets in the first Stop. round, whoo Stone, Stone. First of all, they're not beating the Nuggets in that series, okay? And you mean to tell me, a team with LeBron James and a team with Anthony Davis, who, by the way, is made of paper mache, okay? I saw the highlight the other night of him trying to catch a basketball and damn near breaking his finger. (laughs) I mean, Anthony Davis, there is no softer player in the history of the league than Anthony Davis is. He is just made of popsicle sticks, okay? That's not nice. So, so... What what credit am I giving the Lakers for backing into the post? Not backing into the postseason, backing into the play-in. No. You know the team they're chasing right now for the final play-in spot? is the Utah Jazz. The Jazz, who've been trying to tank all year unsuccessfully. They finally figured out how to lose consistently, and even they have been in a playoff position longer than LeBron, AD, and the Lakers this season. So stop it. Lakers Heat, round one matchup. Who's favored? Okay, that would be impossible. But well, one that's an impossible hypothetical. I know, I know it's impossible. Okay. So answer the question. Who's favored? Heat and five. The Heat. The Heat are not favored. The Heat are a better team. The Heat are not favored in a best The Heat are a better team. They might not be favored because they know more people can bet on, will bet on the Lakers. Agreed. That might be a line that Vegas draws up to get idiots to bet on the Lakers, but the Heat Agreed. are a better team. Better coached, and even, I would say, dare say, better players. Agreed. Wow, more more reliable player. I don't know if Theo that's, is not wrong. I don't know if that's delusion or if that's fandom what? or that's the proper what? answer. I don't know. What's you know, that? you know what the proper answer is. One team is solidly in the play, and the other one is still fighting to get a chance to get a chance into the playoffs. So right. we have a team that's averaging 
the least amount of points scored in the NBA game against a team that's not hey, averaging hey. the least amount of points scored in the NBA game. Who's favored in that series? Defense wins championships. Stone, but the, you he know don't this. play defense either. That's the problem. Yes, <laughs> they do sometimes. Well, sometimes. Hey, when yeah, players what? are sitting out, and you know what? What team sits players out the most? Not by choice, but because of actual injuries reported. The, the yeah, Los Angeles Lakers, too. Oh, the Lakers? Okay. Yeah. About by, oh, wow. When the postseason comes around, you know, the Lakers players will actually be hurt. The Heat players will be rested up because they keep sitting guys. And by and, the way, do, do, do the Lakers have a BAM? I don't think so. What? Bam's yeah, gonna go. Bam's gonna go out on the perimeter, guard LeBron, and then he's gonna backpedal and guard AD too. And then AD's uh, ankle is going to shatter into three million pieces. <sighs> wow. I'll just make it quick. I didn't want to want this it's to extend too pe- long. He's made of peanut brittle. But I do think that that is my inconvenient truth. That you guys are going to dump all over the Los Angeles Lakers. Yes, rightfully so. In the playoffs, Stone. Oh you your your bar for a LeBron James Lakers team is so low it's almost pathetic. You're going to sit here and tell us that Theo and I need to bow to the altar of the LA Lakers for simply making the play in with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Think about how damn stupid that sounds. Think about how pathetic that is, man. Time will tell. What does that I mean? More. I want more from the NBA's all-time leading scorer. I want more. And you're going to get more. And the all-time greatest franchise. You're going to get playoff Braun greater than signed playoff Jimmy. Come uh, time. Uh, Come time. Okay. Um, so LeBron's been in the playoffs uh, twice in the last three years. What's <clears throat> Stone, what's happened um, with, uh, with LeBron the two times in the last three years he made the playoffs? It didn't turn out well. No. <laughs> I'm just saying, why, I don't know why this time's different. This one's a lot different. I mean, if you really wanted to get an X's and O's, which I didn't think you wanted to, I'll just name drop guys like Malik Beasley, Jared oh, Vanderbilt. Cool. I mean, I, I seriously am going to do I that. I know, I know. Because, because if we want to talk about a team that they've looked entirely different since the trade uh, deadline, Rob Polinka deserves a lot of credit for what how he much put ground on have they made? How much ground have they made up in the uh, since the trade deadline, this vaunted new-look Lakers team uh, in the, the playoff picture? How many games have they made up, Stone? I mean, a decent amount. I'm, I, I'm like no more than two, games. and it happened two and a half weeks ago. And they made up no more than two games against a team actively trying to tank. They've, they've won five of their last seven games. I think these guys are turning the corner, and I think they're picking up the right amount of momentum heading into the playoffs. I think there's something to this team right now. They're pl- actually playing defense. The effort is there. LeBron James is not even on the court, and they're beating teams. Okay. The Lakers bore me. I'm sorry, Stone. Like, the Lakers just, just bore me. Austin so- Reeves bores you? Well, yes, very much so. <laughs> Here's the bright side. The Lakers get to host the Grizzlies tonight. Yes, and, that um, is a bright side. And and John Morant is is elsewhere. Now, no no shade or anything that has a situation. I know he's trying to seek help. He's sitting out to whatever's happening, but they'll face a John Morantless Memphis Grizzlies team. Uh by the way, Stone, do we have the call that ended yesterday's show about Ja? I, I can get it as we go to break and when we come back. All right, back. let's go to break and we'll come back. When we come back, I do want to talk about Ja because maybe Theo can answer some questions for me that I have. Mainly, how the hell does this happen? Oh, what is Ja doing? What am I missing? Maybe Theo can fill in some blanks because Stone and I have questions. Um, maybe callers can help fill in some, some blanks for us. Um, but I do know that yesterday definitely did not help. Uh, and you need to hear this call. You need to hear this call about John Morant that finished our show yesterday here on ESPN 106.3 because uh, Theo hasn't heard it. Many of you may not have heard it. It is truly beyond belief 
Beyond Belief. Speaking of Beyond Belief, the help you're going to get with ear, nose, and throat issues with Dr. Neil Goldhaber, it is astronomical. Dr. Goldhaber, based out of Boynton Beach, he is an ENT extraordinaire. He's been doing it for decades in Palm Beach County, making sure that if you have ear pain, if you have nose, nasal congestion and pain, if you have throat issues, you don't just have to live like that. Oh, well, that's just part of my makeup. That's just uh, that's just how things happen with me. I have ear, nose, and throat issues. A lot of people just suffer on with that. You don't have to. Snoring issues, they can be fixed. A lot of times they're structural. A lot of times there are different uh, techniques that can be used to open you up so you can have a new lease on comfortable life. It seems like a long shot. It's not. Dr. Goldhaber has made a career out of this, a living out of this. So many satisfied customers. Too many to sit here and tell every individual story. I need five hours here on Ken Levick Alive. Dr. Neil Goldhaber. Get your consultation, goldhabersinus.com. By the way, a guy, speaking of a guy who lives, breathes, eats sports, he's going to do his own custom sports talk radio show for you if you want it. That man is is sharp. Stone can attest to it. Theo can attest to it. The man is sharp, sharp. You want to talk Knicks, you want to talk Jets, you want to get into a sports debate with him while he's making your life so much better, uh, curing you of your ENT problems? That's Dr. Neil Goldhaber. Goldhabersinus.com. Goldhabersinus.com. Get your consultation with the man, the myth, the legend, Dr. Neil Goldhaber. Goldhabersinus.com. That is Goldhabersinus.com. When we come back, the John Morant phone call that makes me feel poorly for society. He is Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. All right, so Theo, yesterday near the end of the show, in Stone, I acknowledge I got this jaw discussion going way too late yesterday. Oh, my God, yeah. Way we, we too late. We had less than 10 minutes left. Yeah. And, and, and Theo, I, I just, I'll just give you a brief a brief Cliff's notes of, of how... We got to this point. Uh, you have John Morant, who, before he got to the NBA, I don't remember hearing one thing about him with, like, run-ins with the law, uh, assault, like, any of this stuff. Am I, am I missing something? Do you recall any of that when he was coming out of Murray State? Zero. Zero red flags. Zero, zero uh, character issue type things. You didn't hear Todd yeah. McShay <laughs> say anything weird about him. He was a clean <laughs> Todd McShay, guy. noted basketball uh, <laughs> yeah. recruiting analyst, yes. Um, so, so, I... I'm trying to figure out why these things are happening with Ja. To me, it seems disingenuous. And again, this is my perspective. And and I acknowledge that I grew up in suburban, middle class, predominantly white and brown. These are my perspectives from my upbringing and then just what I think I know of the world, which is very little. But I'm seeing John Morant do these things and act out. And he's fighting teenagers at his home during a pickup basketball game. He is bringing a crew of people to beat up a a mall security guard because something happened with his mom at a shoe store. Uh, He has his boys allegedly pointing red lace which who knows if they're firearms at, at a Pacers bus earlier in the season. And now he's drunk as hell at a strip club in Denver waving firearms around. To me, like, 
this all seems like an act. Like, it seems so disingenuous. Like, Jaws trying to conduct himself like someone he's not, trying to prove that he's someone with street cred um, and, and, and put down this narrative that he's hard when... It doesn't need to be this way. And I might be off base, Theo, but that to me is how it feels like John Moran is going about his business here and what's put him in a big-time big time tough spot. Yeah, the, the and I grew up around a lot of this. I have a lot of personal stories I could tell with people who like, literally have... Cause, are there people who fake their way into acting like this? So this, this is not really them? This is the danger of it all, Ken. The problem with it is uh, you can't... There's a certain line that you blur while you're faking it, quote-unquote, or while you're living a life or purporting mm-hmm. to be living a life that isn't truly what you have to do to where you start also getting called out for it and then start feeling like you have to prove yourself. And that's when it becomes dangerous. Is because so you double down, and then, then that's when you start having this crew around you that are emboldening you and... They're probably some bad dudes. And that's the thing. So you don't know if the crew is even bad dudes. You don't even know if what Ja is doing or any of these things are 100% true or how much of it is like even illegal activity. What you do know is it's not becoming of what he's supposed to be. Like Ja Morant is a dude who came from a household who I'm sure they taught him not to go out and act like that. Don't be flashing guns on IG Live. Don't be out here getting so drunk that you probably don't even remember hopping on IG Live and showing off guns in the middle of a club like you're an NBA superstar. You have your family who your dad is at every game with you. You can't act like you're a misled youth who didn't have the proper guidance. Like you went to private school. You've been a, you've been being molded to be this basketball superstar for so many years. And I think he's just partially throwing it away for this persona he wants to show out to act like he could be. Now, I don't know how hard he might be. I don't know how locked in he might be with certain But he's trying groups, to prove to you that he's hard. He's trying to prove to you that he's that's hard, the problem. hard. But it seems so forced. It, the more you try to prove it, the more you start towing that line of actually doing things that are are detrimental to yourself and people around you. Like Because there's nothing more dangerous than a dude who has something to prove or at least feels like he has something to prove. Because somebody who had it like that wouldn't be out here flashing their weapon, wouldn't be no. out here doing gun celebrations and firearm type stuff, allegedly beating up a 17-year-old and also showing them a gun like – People who have it like that, you know, you don't show it. You, you just are it. And I don't think that no, that's what John Moran is. No, and that's the thing. Like, it, all of this seems so damn forced. Yeah. Like, he's he's putting on for, for some reason. He's trying to prove to us that, yeah, like, I'm from the streets. But this is, this is I, it's just so – it's so stupid. Stupid, and forget the forget the gun on on Instagram Live like that. To me, we're we're not talking about that today. He's not suspended for that today. If it's not for the stuff that's led up to this, it's not like he hasn't been of a, a part of multiple assaults. Now, when he's calling his crew to come beat up a mall security guard, when he's allegedly beating up a, a, a like he. If people are acting like this stuff doesn't exist. There are police reports. He's allegedly beating up a teenager during a pickup basketball game. This is a problem. And and it's also a problem because he is trying to act all tough while punching down, literally, like punching down. Like teenagers and mall security guards, bro, you're a millionaire ten times over. You are the face, one of the faces of the NBA. You're sure as hell the face of your basketball team. You're the face of Memphis, Tennessee. And you're acting out like this. It seems so fake and so phony. And for what? 
Nobody's nobody's going to sit there and be impressed by your peace. Nobody's going to sit there and be impressed about you with your 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 crew rolling out there and beating up a security guard who's making just over minimum wage. Oh, damn, Jai, you're so hard. Hell yeah, bro. Yeah, bro, that's sick. Listen to this call yesterday we got about Jai. Because I'm, I'm, I mean, Theo, I'm trying to have the, the, the holes filled in here. Like, I'm clearly missing something. Uh, because I don't know why Jai would even start acting like this. Because it doesn't seem like him. It seems so phony to me. But listen to this call we got yesterday about what's happening here with Jai. Caleb in Miami on Caleb Vic Alive. Hey, Caleb. Hey, what's up, guys? So listen, real real quickly. I don't see anything wrong with what Josh is doing, right? Here's the thing. He's a young kid. He is enjoying life. And the rest oh, of the league are scared senseless of this kid, right? Because the Memphis Grizzlies are coming. They're coming for everybody. And so anything yeah. that, that, that the haters – hey, listen, anything that the haters can, 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 can highlight – to make this kid look bad in terms of optics, they're going to do it, right? Caleb, he's beating okay. up security guards at malls, man. Listen, was he charged? Was he charged? Was he convicted? <laughs> no, nothing. They did an investigation. Uh, nothing, right? That, that, it's the truth. Nothing Caleb. ever happened. Nothing ever became of that. Caleb, and that so, doesn't mean that something didn't happen. It's the Deshaun Watson argument. Just because someone's not charged doesn't mean that nothing was settled. If you settle with it, if there's money, it, check and see if money exchanged hands between John Moran's side and that security guard, because I'd be willing to bet it did, well, which means something absolutely happened. Caleb, appreciate the call. I mean, Theo, sweet God, I mean, that's, dude. I mean, that's, that's, that, that's, that leaves me incredulous. He doesn't really believe the things he's saying. He's just trying to defend John Moran. Honestly, I want... To defend John Moran. I want to defend John Moran, too, and he's making it really hard. Theo, you don't think Caleb meant all of that? I feel <laughs> no, like he did. He You're not picking no. up the phone, dialing the no. number that no. Ken is giving you no. and coming in and defending him on ESPN no. Radio if you don't actually believe it. No, he doesn't believe those things. He's trying to defend <laughs> John Moran. And, and, and Ken, you struck it right on the head, similar to how people were trying to defend, defend uh, Deshaun Watson. I, too, want to find excusable reasons why John Moran is acting the way he's acting. There just aren't any. It's it's boneheaded move and stupid decision after stupid decision. A lot of it to me just sounds like very immature, maybe alcohol-influenced decisions because I did recently see a video of him just chugging Casamigos and, and whatever other well, tequila that, and, he had. And that's a whole separate problem then. And, and, but, again, those kind of things affect your de- decision-making. Sure. A lot of what he's been sure. doing and getting caught up in has been poor decision-making. And he's 23 years old. He has this huge spotlight on him. He feels like he has something to prove. And again, that just is a very dangerous spot to be in. When you're, when you're making those the kind of decisions at that age with that big of a platform and it's going this bad and he's not even recognizing it. Like, right? Like, like you said, yeah. Ken, we're not talking about this IG Live video with the gun if it wasn't preluded by eight other incidents this year. Like, right. what the hell is going on with you right now? Right, right. It's just one thing after another. Like, what what are we missing with what Ja is doing here? Like, is this Ja? What what are we missing? Because John Morant, to me, this is, I hate to use the word, but he's coming off like a poser. Uh, he is he is acting out and being someone he's actually Suburban not. Thug. He's being a suburban thug now. Hey, now not, that's another that thing, though. Trying, not that he is a thug, but I'm saying like there's there's a there's a couple words I don't want to use. No, yeah, I understand. He's, he's, I understand what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah. But but I also too yesterday was trying to be careful because I, I I mean again I come from a suburban upbringing and I know plenty of people uh, suburbs of Chicago that truly like their life was 
in the streets, right? So just because you're from the suburbs doesn't mean that you're not hard. Right. This is true. Um, some people do things because they have to, and other people do things because they. I'm think not talking it looks about cool. me, Stone. I'm not talking about me, <laughs> not, Stone. Not, not but, Ken. But that's the one thing is when. But when like, say, just look up Stone Maywood, Illinois, Cicero, Illinois, Berwyn, Illinois. You want to talk about what? Chicago Heights? Like I'm saying, like there are there are suburbs that are not like suburbs, right? Like you think like well manicured lawns and, <laughs> and and big homes. Like there there are plenty of uh, places, suburbs across America in major cities where you're like. Man, you have to survive. Watch yeah. out for Kenny on the block. It's, it's here comes Kenny. It's real though because it's not exact, gat, gat. it's not always <laughs> where you live. It's what it's what your situation is. Right, you know what I'm saying like, right, for sure, for sure. So it's like if your situation is one where you have to do certain things, or you at least feel like you have to do certain things to survive, then that might cause one to act a certain way. I but just have a hard time believing Ja did. He doesn't. Yes, exactly. That's the problem. He doesn't. Again, he went to private school. He's been making a lot of money over the past few years. I don't think he has to be flashing guns in a strip club. There's better things to be doing uh, when you're at a strip club than flashing your gun on IG Live. How do we explain John Morant's behavior? How do we explain what's been going on with him? Because we don't know when he's coming back to play basketball. How do we explain the John Morant, John Morant saga? Because it is, it's really weird. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. How do we explain the John Morant saga? Because this dude is his own worst enemy, and it seems like it's not his character, and he's being someone that he's not. But for what reason? What is he trying to prove? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. We have a jam-packed hour two fun and games galore. He's Theodore CWP-TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Lavica. I'm live on ESPN 1063.